Hello and welcome along to our next episode here at Third and Goal. The uh, not so super wildcard weekend is out of the way. The seventh seeds have been brushed aside. And now it's time for the real playoff football to begin with the divisional round. Uh, sadly, Fred couldn't join us tonight, but I am here with Rob. How are you, Rob? Are you well? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Dan, how are you? I'm okay, mate. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm uh, well, still in the playoffs, which is the only one of the three of us. So nerves are starting to sneak in a little bit now ahead of a really good weekend of football by the look of it. Yeah, I think all four games look um, pretty good, don't they, on paper? I just hope that they uh, they all live up to expectation. I think we, as we spoke about in our wild card review episode, that you know maybe some games not a lot to get excited about because four of them were won at a canter so hopefully get four close exciting games well there's only one lower seed actually won there's only one road team that won it just seems a little bit almost unnecessary I guess would be the right phrase um, but yeah now it looks like the one seed's coming back the Titans and the Packers um it seems like there's some very good games planning out ahead. So we'll run through all four of them, I think. We, we did our prediction thing last week, just for those of you that do follow along. Um, Rob's comeback is being mounted. It's a slow one. Um, <laughs> but Rob top scored with five out of six. Me and Fred both took four. Uh, basically, Rob 35, Dan 36, and Fred 39. So... We've got four games this week, so what we're going to do as well is put in who we think will be the highest scoring team in each conference. So there's six points up for grabs again this week, Rob. You can catch more than one up. You might have a, a chance to put the pressure on. That's what I'm, uh, that's what I'm aiming for. Um, so we'll see. Fine. So we'll start with the AFC, shall we? Let's start with... Well, we start in the last show with the Bengals and Raiders. And how we thought it would be tight. Um, I actually predicted the Raiders to win, but now the Bengals have gone through. I think this Bengals Tennessee match would be a damn sight better than if it'd be a Raiders Tennessee match. Yeah. Um, I think the Bengals can trouble them. Yeah, I think the Titans are going to be favourites. Titans would have been favourites whether they were playing the Bengals or the Raiders. Um, But I think, like you say, the Bengals give it more of a I think they're better equipped to make it a more competitive game and I think there's you know I think if we were sat here talking about Titans Raiders I'd be saying it's Titans all day long Bengals um, I think it makes it a tough one I do fancy the uh, the Bengals to, to make it really difficult for them but it comes down to what your strengths are as well as what your opponent's weaknesses are in the matchup. And the Bengals' strength, as we saw last week, is, is Joe Barrow and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, although he wasn't really involved. But they're throwing the ball. They've got some imaginary plays out there. And the Titans' secondary and defense isn't wonderful. And that's where I feel that the Bengals will hurt them more than perhaps the Raiders would have done with that passing game and with the way they use Jamar Chase. Um Titans are favourites, as you said, but it's only a three and a half point line. Um, so it's expected to be pretty close. So, um, Fred, who isn't with us, has sent us his predictions, Rob. So we're going to get me and you a bit of an advantage here. 
it won't surprise you. I don't think to know that Fred's playing it a little bit safer now and he's gone with the favourite and he is uh, going with the Titans winning this one. So what do you reckon it'll be? Um, I think Titans are the better team um, on paper. But I feel like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are just so exciting to watch and on their day they can literally tear anybody apart and um, I don't know. Um, You know, see if they run the ball more than any other team uh, in the NFL. Uh, Cincinnati, they're you know, a bit more balanced, but you know they're good at running the ball. They're good through the air. Um, I think the keys are going to be the Bengals' run defense and can they stop Derrick Henry and the Titans' pass defense? Can they stop Burrow and uh, Jamar Chase? Mm. Um, Henry being active and being healthy is going to be crucial for the Titans. Um, if he's back to his best he's going to give them the ability to run the ball, control the game. Um, you know, if he's, I'm sure he's going to suit up and play, but if he's not at his best, um, then that's going to give the Bengals more of a chance of an upset. Um, I feel if- like you're stuck on the fence here. You're trying to persuade yourself one way or the other, and you keep talking and going, okay, he's going to go that way. And then you carry on talking. I go, no, 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 he's going back the other way. And then you keep talking. and go, no, 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 he's going back that way again. Again, because then I'm going to say, you know, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, if they can get going, then I think they'll put plenty of points up against the Titans. Um, that's a tough one, man. Tough. Real tough one. Do you want me to make it easier for you? I won't make it easier for you. No, I know what you're going to say. You're going to go Bengals. And... No, no, no. I'll make it easier for you. Do you want to go? No, I don't. I'm going to go Bengals. Okay. You're going what? Bengals. Okay. I was going to make it easier for you because, as you've rightly said, I think the teams are very evenly matched in terms of what one strength is, is another's weakness. The Titans' defence, I think, will struggle to stop Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. But I just feel that the Titans have had a bye. If there's one team in all of the playoffs, in the whole of the NFL, that will benefit most from that bye, it would have been the Titans. And I think if Derrick Henry does come back fit and healthy, he is the difference maker in that whole game at the minute for me. Um... And I've got the Titans winning it. So that's why I was going to make it easy for you, because I was going to side with Fred. But, yes, so me and Fred go Titans win, and you are on a Bengals win, yeah? Yeah, <clears throat> I'm going to stick with it. I think, you know, I fancy an upset, and I see this. I wouldn't as... be surprised either way. It's not an upset, yeah. is it? It's like... Well, no, generally... it's, no, I think... Yeah. It is, in a way, I don't know if, you know, maybe people are still hung up on you know, the Bengals of previous years and, you know, the Maya that they've been through. Um, but they're, they're, they are a different team now. Um, 
but yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised either way. I'm just, I'm going to, you know, as you've said, my comeback is on slower. Um, I've got to speed it up a little bit, so why not? You know, stick <laughs> my... I looked at all the games and uh, I know I think we'll win. And if I go 0-4 this week, I still wouldn't be surprised because you could actually sit and make an argument for each and every team in each and every game. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So for that matter, I, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, other game in the AFC, Buffalo at Kansas City. We've spoken in the review show, Buffalo. We've close to a damn near perfect performance from not only Josh Allen but the rest of the team as well Kansas started slow struggled but in the end put up 42 points on a playoff team um, which is no mean feat in itself many people thought this would be the AFC championship game but the way the Titans held on to the one spot means that here we are divisional round how do you see this one going well maybe talk us through the game I'll predict ahead of you this time talk us through the game though um, like I say, what a what a game this is. Um, I, the Bills looked superb last week. Um, the Chiefs looked superb as well. They started the season off really badly by the Chiefs' um, standards. Um, it led to everyone questioning who is this team that we're watching, and. Um, And what had gone wrong with them, and um, that they've managed to turn it back round. And as you say, everybody thought this would probably be the AFC Championship game. Um, and you know, I'm not complaining that it's you know come a week early in the div- divisional round. Um, Chiefs came out on top last year, um, but I think the Bills seem much more well-rounded this season. They couldn't run the ball to save their life last season. Um, and they do seem to, you know, commit into that a little more and, and getting a bit more, um, a bit more success on the ground. I think it's two absolutely high-powered offenses. It's going to come down to which team's defense can do the better job on the other's offense. Potentially, which team makes the least mistakes. I think the Bills. A better def- well, the Bills definitely are better defensively than what the Chiefs are. Um, I think you look at last week and how Josh Allen performed. Um, I just really fancy the Bills this year. To I'm still not convinced by the Chiefs. I know it was early in the season, but later on, as they started to turn things around, you know, they were. I don't think they were really playing anyone of major note, and this will be a real test for them. And I just feel like the Bills are well equipped to. To go out there and and get the win. So you're going Bills. Is that your prediction, or did you want me to go first this time? No, I'm going Bills. Fair. I agree with what you said. It should be the championship game. It's going to be very tight. It's an arrowhead, which when the player football's on arrowhead is a horrible place to go and try and play football and beat Kansas City. Um, you're right. Both offences look better than the defences. I just think Buffalo are a more complete team right now. The, the defence isn't that bad. They've actually got a lot better. In the last four or five weeks as well, Buffalo have kind of learned how to run the ball with Singletary to aid their cause. Um, 
something I think we advocated way back at the start of the season for Kansas to start doing, uh, and they haven't quite. But Buffalo, I think, have learned and, and have started doing that. I think they look a better all-round cohesive team as a result of it. So um, I'm going with you guys on this one. It's mad that all three of us predicted against Kansas in the divisional round of a playoff at home. But yeah, I've got the Bills rolling into Harrod and coming away with a win as well. So to wrap up the AFC, we should look at who we think will be the highest scoring team to give us three predictions on each side of the ball. So Fred has gone for the Bills. He thinks that the highest scoring team in the four NFC games will be the Buffalo Bills in Kansas. Um, could be two really high-scoring games for both of these, couldn't they? <laughs> There's a lot of offensive talent on display. Yeah, definitely. But I think when you look at it, I think you'd have to go, if you're going to pick out of those four teams who's going to score the most points, you'd have to go with whoever you think is going to win out of the Bills and Chiefs, right? So, yeah. The only argument I could make would be, and you're the only person that can do it, would be the Bengals. Because the Titans' defence isn't wonderful. So if the Bengals can get in there and Jamar Chase can get rolling, they could put up 35-plus points on the Titans. If the Titans win, as me and Fred have predicted, no, they'll get ahead, they'll run the ball, they'll slow it down, and they can win the game with 26, 28 points. Mm-hmm. Which then makes the other game the obvious choice. Um, and I'll tell you now, both Fred and I have predicted the Bills um, to be the highest point scorer. Yeah, I'm going to stick with you on that one. Yeah, sensible choice. Let's all go watch the Bengals put up 45 on the Titans now then. Because <laughs> that's what happens in this game, right? That's that what happens. happens. Fine. So that takes us then over to the uh, the NFC. Um, we'll start with we'll start with Tampa at home to the LA Rams. Where are you at on this one? Um. Tough one, I think. I think whoever the, I think it was going to be a tough game for the Bucks, no matter who went through. Um, although I feel like if the Cardinals had beaten the Rams, that would have been a better matchup because for the Bucks, because the Cardinals just don't seem that cohesive anymore since they've mm-hmm. suffered with injuries and they've lost Hopkins and things just seem to have fallen apart for them. Um, they're struggling with some injuries as well. You're getting some players back, but you know you've got injuries on your offensive line. That's mm-hmm. not ideal when you're facing the uh, the Rams' defensive line <clears throat> and uh, Aaron Donald, Von Mills. You really want to fit in healthy offensive line there to protect Brady. Um, so I feel like the Rams could really cause the books often some difficulty. Um, obviously, Leonard Fournette might be back for you in uh, running back. That'd be huge for the books to get him back. Uh, what's the situation with the books and your wide receivers at the minute? Because you know that seems to be, you know, an area where you're you're a little thin as well. Mike Evans. 
Good five. Um, yeah, obviously Chris Godwin's injured. Antonio Brown's released officially, gone, absent, AWOL, partying, whatever you want to call it. Um, Scotty Miller, Rashad Perriman, Tyler Johnson, all kind of going to have to play bit part pieces in it. Um, we saw Giovanni Bernard get a lot of passing work in, from the backfield at the weekend. Um, but yeah, Mike Evans and, and Rob Gronkowski are going to have to be massive for us to, to, to get deep and make the Super Bowl. And, but, you know, they're both perfectly capable of that. Is Evans feeling healthy? I thought I'd read something that he got a little bit of a niggle or did I dream that? Um, coming into this weekend, he was, you know, he was on limited practice and things like that. But... Um, He's a tough guy. He is a tough guy. He played. Um, only did he play, he had nine receptions, four, and I'm just looking for the official number, is 100 and something yards, I think 117 yards, uh, and one front flip into the end zone. Um, so, yeah. We're going to have to rely on Evans and Gronk. Other than that, Bernard had five receptions, the same as Gronkowski, and eight more yards. He had another target over Gronkowski as well. Other than that, yeah, Tyler Johnson, Cam Bray, Keyshawn Vaughan, Scotty Miller, Brashad Perriman, OJ Howard, they're going to have to share the workload. Somebody from that pack is going to have to step up big, I feel, because teams will cover Gronk and that, but hey, if there's one man that you'd want throwing to those players, I mean, you, you can label them players and that's probably still better than Brady won a Super Bowl with in New England in front of the years he was there, so um he has a way of elevating the rest of them around him, doesn't he? So, yeah, but, you know, it's definitely interesting um, going into it. Like I said, depending on what the state of the Bucks' offensive line is, Brady could be in for a real long day against um, that Rams defense. And I think for the Rams to win it, the keys for them are going to be that Stafford's going to have to have a game like he did with against the Cardinals, no interceptions play it relatively smart. If he starts turning the ball over to the Bucks and giving the ball to Brady, that could be their undoing. So I think the Rams' defence will do its part. It's going to be down to the Rams' offence yep. to do its part and not turn the ball over, which is true for any game. Um, yeah. that. But, you know, we know Stafford in the second half of the season has been prone to these mistakes, prone to interceptions, and now in the playoffs against the better teams, they can't afford to do that. Um, so I think it's another game where there's pros and cons and reasons to go for both teams and it's another tough one but I am going to go with the Rams to win this one Fair enough Um, Fred's gone for a Buccaneers rim sensibly (laughs) Um. I'm going to have to go for a Buccaneers win. I can't predict against them either way, but you're right. As a Bucs fan, we would much rather the Cardinals because I think the matchup suits us better. Um, defensively, Tom Brady had four, got sacked four times against the Eagles. And yeah, we've got Aaron Donald and Von Miller coming to town now and three questionable guys on our O-line that have played nearly every snap for two years together. So, 
that's going to be crucial if we can get those guys healthy and fit. We are going to need them. Um, Fournette's hopefully coming back. I think being in Tampa gives us a huge advantage um, to some extent because we've averaged over, I think it's 33 points in all of our games in Tampa this year. And that includes a 9-0 defeat to New Orleans as well in that. So to still keep their points average that high is huge. So I think the fact it's at home, I think the fact it's a West Coast team coming over, no, it's not. It's, yeah, it's a West Coast team coming over to the East Coast. I think he's good as well. I'd much rather them come to us than go the other way. Having said that, Sean McVay has kind of had our number the last two, three years. He beat the Bucks in week three. He celebrated it like he won the Super Bowl, which pissed a lot of people off, Brady included, which is always good because a pissed off Brady is normally better than a, a normal Brady. So I don't know why teams do it to him. I don't know why they set about pissing him off and giving him something to wind him up. So, um, I do worry about our receiving core. I do worry about our running backs. I do worry about Brady getting hurt. Flip that, though. If we can take away the Rams running game and we can stop what looks to be a very good, healthy Acres and Sonny Michelle, if we can make Stafford stand in the pocket and throw the ball 40 times, first of all, I don't think his back is up to throwing the ball 40 times at the minute. Um, second of all, if we can make him stay there, I think our defensive line with Shaq Barrett and JPP and Vita Vita can get to him. I think we can turn the ball over off him. I think our secondary, our safeties in and corners are back healthy. Last weekend was the first time we had our core defence secondary all start a game this year. So that's huge. Um, if they stay healthy, I think we can get a turnover. Um, and I think we can get to Stafford as much as they can get to Brady, if that makes sense. So I think that's possible. But... We need to stop their run game, make Stafford throw the ball 40 times. It, Matt Stafford's had one playoff win. Tom Brady's had 34 playoff wins. That's two seasons of regular football of just playoff wins, which is absurd. Uh, hey, Matt Stafford's got all the experience in the world, I guess, but if it's a tight game away from home, you can't back against Tom Brady. I'm sorry. You, you can't do it no matter what he's got to work with. Um, and our defence is doing the job it needs to do. So, no. Tampa win, hopefully. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed, who knows. But, yeah, I, I, I'm going to take a Tampa win with that one. So, that leaves us with the one seed and the San Francisco 49ers travelling up to Green Bay. What are your thoughts? I'll predict first on this, if you like, but what are your thoughts on the game? Um, Nick Bursa left the wildcard weekend game with a concussion. Yep. Not seeing anything further on that, but I feel like Bursa's health is going to be crucial um, for the chances of the 49ers. Um, I think if Bursa's fit and healthy, the 49ers have got a real chance to get in there, try and get in Roger's face upset him a little bit. Um, if Bursa's not there, Aaron Rodgers can probably uh, take advantage of San Francisco's pass defence, which is you know the weakest area of their defence. Um, 49ers, again, they've, there's something there in the Packers for them to exploit, and that's that the Packers are the third worst team in the league in rush yards allowed per game. 
So running game is going to be key for them. Um, if you go into a playoff game and you're playing a team that can't defend against the run, that's got to say to you, let's run the ball, take advantage of the run, get the yard, get the first downs, get the touchdowns. And, you know, passing game should be a secondary for them. Although you say that when you've got Debo Samuel, although he has done a great job from running back as well. I think he got, what was it, 45, 46 yards from running back um, yeah. as well. And not all of them are out wide tosses. Some of them he's running straight down the gut on teams yeah. as well, which does make you wonder how they can do it. We know how injury-prone running backs are. Um, he's had a big injury already. And if you're going to pick him up and throw him down the gut into some of them big linebackers and, and, off, and defensive linemen, how long can you do that for? I mean, I'm not worried about this game as such. I'm more mean going forward through the years. But, but again, we said in the review show, teams at this stage need to get the ball in their playmakers. We saw the Bengals do it with Jamar Chase. The Niners done it with Debo. Tampa did it with Mike Evans. When you get to this stage of the game, you have to get the ball to your playmakers. Uh, and Debo is certainly someone who has the ability to win a game. On the flip side of that, the Green Bay Packers have got Devontae Adams who's more than capable of winning the game on his own back as well, right? Yeah. Totally like, different way to Debo. Like There's no way they're going to put Devontae Adams running up the, up the A-gap, is there? <laughs> no, and if Nick Burst is not there to try, <laughs> you know, help um, the pass rush disrupt Rodgers, then I feel like Rodgers and Devontae Adams can, can tear their pass defence apart. Um, I think, you know, you look at how the Cowboys played. Um, the Cowboys is choke the right word, I'm not sure. Um, but they gave up 14 penalties, gave up five sacks. Um, I don't think Green Bay are going to go in this weekend at Lambeau Field and play like the Cowboys did. Um, so that's, a, that's something else to weigh in on there. Um, but like I say, I think it's game plans. If I was San Francisco, I'd be run run first. I'd be hoping that Nick Burster's not playing if I was a Green Bay fan and I'd be looking <laughs> to um you know exploit the the weaknesses in their past defence if I was Rogers as well. Um so it's you know it's another game where there's you know there's a <laughs> Yeah, I think I think like I just said with Tampa, Tampa would have sooner the Cardinals for the way the teams match up. And I certainly think Green Bay would have sooner the Cowboys than this Niners team. Um San Francisco's ability to run the ball and run the ball well and run the ball well in imaginative ways, I can see causing Green Bay a lot of problems. Um it's it is a weakness of theirs stopping the run. Um it does the old adage of taking the time off the clock and keeping Aaron Rodgers on the sideline, not on the field, he can't hurt you, sat on the bench type line. Um, they can control that. <clears throat> but on the flip side of that, if San Francisco's defence has got a weakness, it's getting beat over the top on a longer play. And what better exponent is there of that than Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard and MVS? They're, they're all very good at doing that. So... It's a week where I'm putting Alan Lazard into a lot of DFS lineups, I think, that's for sure, because the ability of him to beat him over the top, I think, is there. 
Yeah. I think this for me. Oh, I don't know, Rob, on this one. I think the sensible brain says the Packers win this, being at home, being Lambo, being that they can beat them over the top. So, but the Niners' ability to ground out a game and win it. Not necessarily, we talked about Dan Campbell during the year in like an old school football way, but not necessarily that way, but in a rough and tumble strategy game, the Niners win. Um, I'll tell you what I can see happening. I can see the Niners getting ahead, controlling the game, looking good, and then Green Bay out of nowhere picking up a 45-yard play followed by a 35-yard touchdown. Like literally two plays and boss like that score from nowhere. Do you know what I mean? I can see them doing that. That You know that proper, we're in control here, we, we've got this, let's keep running the ball, let's stay steady, hold them tight, and all of a sudden Green Bay come and suck a puncher when you're not expecting it and not looking. Uh, and that momentum shift goes, doesn't it? It takes the wind out of you. Yeah. I can see it's got that on it. Having said that, oh, Aaron Rodgers, do I want him to make a championship game and choke at a championship game? Yes. <laughs> As a Bucks fan with a horse in the race, would I sooner go to Green Bay for a championship game or would I sooner the Niners come to us? I'd, I'd sooner the Niners come to us all day long. So I don't know who I want to win, so I'm going to pick who I hope wins and I'm going to take the Niners. Just I've got a double interest in cheering them on. Yeah, I could definitely... Go with that. I've not got a lot of time for Aaron Rodgers as a person or Packers, <laughs> really. So I would say the 49ers, you know, I'm still playing catch up. And like you've said, the sensible choice says Packers. So I'm going to go for a Packers win on this one. You're going for a Packers win? I am. Well, so did Fred. You'll be pleased to hear. So, not both of you are crazy like me. I'm backing against the officially the best team in the NFL for the regular season. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so that brings us on to your highest scoring team. Packers. Me, well, me and you have got a difference on both these games. You know that? Yeah. I'm going to go Packers. You're going for the Packers as your highest scoring team. Fair. Fred has... Fred has gone for the Bucks to be his highest scoring team. Um, sensible choice, wise choice. Um, I don't want to agree with him because I need to catch him up as well. But in this one, he's right. I'm afraid the Bucks will be the highest scoring team in the NFC this weekend. As I've said, they've averaged over 30 points a game at home, and that includes scoring zip in one of the games. So <coughs> Rams got a decent defense. Bucks will probably need to put up 30 points to win the game, so I think they do it. So that's Dan and Fred on the Bucks and Rob on the Packers for higher scoring. So you've got a Rams-Green Bay Championship game. How do you see that one going? We'll get on to it next week, I'm sure, if that would be the case. But... Tough one. Real tough one. I think it'd be a good game, though. Um... You know, I did that Super Bowl prediction thing, uh, bracket. Yep. And um, 
had the Packers getting to the Super Bowl. Um, I couldn't see him doing it, unfortunately. Fair. Well, I've got a Bucks Niners, and that fancy the Bucks and that all day long. But um, and it's funny, Rob. Four games. Me and you have predicted different for three of them, and we've only got a point between us. I think. Well, you'll either be way ahead of me or I'll overtake you this week, Dan. Maybe. But as I said at the start, right? We predicted three of the four games differently. And it wouldn't surprise you if either of us went three and one. No, definitely not. <laughs> it actually wouldn't. Um, if, if I got three right and one wrong and you got three right and one wrong or whatever, it, it really wouldn't surprise me at all in the no. slightest. Um, last week was a bit more predictable, I feel, and people maybe hoped for an upset somewhere. People said that the Pats might have won and they could have done, but it didn't feel like they was expected to. This week, as I said at the start of the show, feels like playoff football is finally upon us. Um, this is anybody's game now. I just hope, unlike last week, we don't leave this weekend still talking about like we did in the, the Raiders-Bengals game and that, a refereeing decision, or even the Cowboys-Niners game. I hope we're not talking about an officiating decision and how it influenced the game. The, the officials need to be there and not seen for me. Um, and then these guys battle it out, I guess, what they play for. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the less talk that involves referees and their involvement in games and potential impact on results, the better. We've got- also not mentioned the punter in this episode last episode we had Fred praising punters left right and <laughs> I feel that the punters union are going to be on our back for, for not giving them enough credit and dues in their game Fred this yeah. week so Fred's tweeting um, sleep see if they can uh, include punters for uh, fantasy football for their fantasy football we need some help in fantasy football bless him so <laughs> <laughs> might be his way to go he could be a punter specialist yeah um, well, the fact he loves Derek Carr so much, he tries to get him everywhere, probably doesn't help his uh, fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, short and sweet. Only four games. I am really looking forward to all... No, I'm not. I'm really looking forward to three of them. I'm really nervous about one of them. It's building yeah. already and it's it's the middle of the week. Um, yeah. <laughs> Here we goes. Here I think we go. You get to this stage in the season, you've got eight teams who... All deserve to be there. Um, all good teams, probably the eight best teams in the NFL. Um, you know, I'm sure there'll be no some, yeah. some other teams which are maybe disputing that. But when you get to this stage and they're all matching up against each other, it just looks so exciting on paper. And uh, I just hope it lives up to it because I feel like Super Wildcard Weekend was not super. Uh, was a, a bit of a letdown from an excitement and uh, edge of your seat action so yeah. I'm hoping we can get four really entertaining exciting games it, I do feel if you've got eight fans of and we did it in the off season with the fans of the club we've got eight fans one guy from each of these teams in a room and said tell us why you're going to win the Super Bowl each of them could give us a fair argument for their team that there isn't one team here you're not sitting here going well, if it become a, a Bengals Bucks, or if it become a Titans Rams, definitely it's one sided. Any team from any of these eight matching the Super Bowl, and you could make an argument yeah. for either or, effectively. 
Um, and I do feel these, I mean, the Bengals probably a bit below, but the rest of them are, are certainly at the top and deserve to be there. As I say, there's a bit of a gap. I mean, let's face it, the, the NFC's got six good teams in it, if you include the Niners. The, the AFC's probably only got three or four, and I think the four of them there are what we're looking at right now. So I can't wait. Divisional round is here. Um, let us know what you think of our predictions. We will be back, I guess, after the weekend to to review them. And either me or Rob will be very happy or not because we're going to score totally different points in our predictions. Um, and we will we'll go from there. Rob, thank you for your time. And, and I look forward to chatting to you over the weekend during the games. And, and I'll see you again next week. Yeah, you too, Dan. Good luck to the books. And, uh, thank yeah. you, mate. Thanks a lot. Fair. Cheers, Rob. Thanks, guys.